Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. On this beautiful Sunday, our Mission Sunday, welcome to our special guests. Please join with me in our responsive call to worship. You'll find it in your bulletins. We come to worship today knowing the Spirit of God is among us. The Lord has called us to bring good news to the poor, the poor in spirit, and the poor in health. God has called us to build up the brokenhearted and proclaim liberty to the oppressed. Let us strive to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. Let us walk hand in hand with our neighbors as we yell for our full selves. Let us care for all of God's people as God cares for us. In this spirit, we join together our God love and light. Please join with me in prayer. Dear God, your image lies in the hearts of all your people around the world. Just as you bring us into your fold out of great love, so you bring us to each other. On this Sunday, we are reminded that we are connected to those around us in love and in survival. We remember our shared humanity, that each of us is made in your image. Help us to remember that despite our different beliefs, backgrounds, languages, identities, our primary identity is in you, that we have more in common than we don't. Help us to honor our differences while acting from our commonalities for your kingdom's sake. We pray that you fill our hearts with love for each of our neighbors so, we, so often we mistake for strangers. Teach us to be generous with our time, our resources, our mercy, just as you are generous to us. Teach us to build community where there is conflict, to bring abundance where there is scarcity, and to cast love where there is the shadow of hate. All this we ask through Jesus Christ, who taught us to love and to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from people. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. guests. Happy Missions Sunday. We're so grateful to have you all with us, uh, to be able to honor you in the sermon and in all parts of our worship. Um, 
And that being said, we want to just take the time to open up opportunities and announcements for our church and our great community. Today is Mission Sunday, and so there will be a special follow fellowship hour following worship where you can get to know all of the representatives from the various agencies that we support, enjoy coffee and treats, and have a great time. And to that point, we also want to point you in your bulletin. There's a number of announcements. Most notably, on page eight, there's a beautiful, beautiful infographic where you can see just what kind of missions we do as a church community at SCC. We usually talk about our budgeted mission spending of about $80,000, but when we put the math together, we found out that actually we spend a lot more than that and we give a lot more. There's $156,000 that's part of our designated mission spending, and you can see where that breaks out and where that goes and all of the love that we can help share through our financial gifts, not to mention the time and the resources and the love and care that go together to build a community like this. One of another missions that we can all take part of is mental health. So SCC has called October their men our Mental Health Awareness Month, and that's because the National Alliance on Mental Illness, called NAMI, has designated this week, uh, or the next week, as Mental Awareness Week. So we're taking an educational and proactive approach by offering several second hour um, services after each worship service in the following Sundays. So October 2nd, you can come by after worship to find out about best practices for toddlers and their parents. October 9th is for elementary age children and their parents. The 16th is for middle and high school youth and their parents. And then October 23rd, we're having a special event with Dr. Lisa Miller, who will talk about her book that she wrote, The Awakened Brain. All of this is to help create a community where we talk openly about mental health and where we care for one another. And so that'll be happening at high school youth group and at middle school youth group as well, the details of which you will find in your bulletin. Another fun thing is we, you know, we care about our people, but we also care about our animals. So I hope that next Sunday you can join me at 3 p.m. in the courtyard for the blessing of the animals, which is celebrated on St. Francis of Assisi's Saints Day. All animals are welcome, winged and furry and pod and even kids, you know, we'll, we'll take them all. Um, and we'll have a blessing and some fellowship and treats. It'll be a really good time. Another exciting thing that's coming up, if you can believe it, is Rooms with a View 2022. Tickets go on sale October 1st and the tickets for the opening party are having special discount tickets from October 2nd through 16th. Whereas normally it's $175 for that opening party, SCC church members can get it for $150. So make sure that you get that special discounted time and come to the event. There's also admission tickets for sale. All in all, we just thank you all for being here and knowing that we also have some special guests uh, that visit us every week, our children, I now offer our children to come up for our children's sermon for your time of the worship. So come on up, sit on these stairs. Good to see you all. All right, munchkins. So I have a very important question for all of you, and I hope that you'll answer as I hope you will. Who wants to change the world? Yeah? Okay, a few of you? Parents. Do we want our kids to change the world? Yeah? Raise our hands for that. Come on up. 
Yeah, we want to change the world, right? But how big is the world? Pop quiz, does anyone know how many people are in this world? Yeah. Very good, you're right. It's 7.8 billion people. A whole lot of people, but that's a really big number, and it's kind of hard to understand, right? What, is, what does a billion even look like? So, I'm wondering if I could take six volunteers to help line up. One, all right, just come on up, come on up. We're gonna try and figure out what, how big this world really is, how many people there are. We need four more, come on up, come on. Okay, we have four, two more. I guess, I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> One more. Come on up, Adalia. You don't have to say anything, don't worry, we'll hang out. Okay, so face outside, or face your friends, yeah. And everyone, can you hold hands? Okay, and stretch out, you can do it, I believe in you. We'll just, okay. So, do you think, how many people do you think holding hands like this, it would take to stretch around the whole world? Yeah? A trillion. A trillion people? So you don't think that with the seven billion people in the world, we could stretch around the world? Over a billion times less? No, less Okay. Over a billion people have to do this. Actually, if you all were to spread out like this, and we all did that, we would wrap around the world, how many times do you think? 175. 175 times if we all held hands, we would wrap around the world. That's a really big world, right? It's a really big world that we want to change. But what if I also told you that there are six of you that maybe it would only take six? Would you believe me? No. Yeah. no. I like that. We have one person who believes in me. So six people. But how does that go? Well, even though there are 7.8 billion people in the world, scientists say that socially, we're only six degrees away from any person in the world. What do I mean? I mean that if we know a guy who knows 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 a guy, we'd wrap around the whole world. So instead of it being a line, we'd actually be, can we join in a circle? Can we circle up? I believe we can. Hold on up and make a circle. We'd actually be a circle. So you know me, right? And I might know someone in Peru. And that person in Peru might know someone who's from Nigeria. And that person from Nigeria might know someone in China, who might know someone in Russia, who might know someone all the way back here in Connecticut. We are only six people away from everyone in the world. And do you know what that means? It means that we're all connected in a circle, but also that everyone's our neighbor. What's the most important commandment that Jesus told us? Any guessers? To love our neighbor as ourselves. So even though the world is 7.8 billion people, we're all neighbors. And every time that we do something kind, every time that we love someone, every time that we care for someone, every time that we invite someone into church, every time that we eat a meal with someone, I want us to imagine making this big world, taking a step in. Can we take a step in? Because we're all really close when we're connected by love. We're all really close, and that means that if I care for Mark, and Mark cares for his friend, who cares for his friend, who cares for her friend, and her friend, and their friend, and their friend, we're really changing the world. It just takes one person. 
and maybe a little bit of prayer. So you guys can sit on down, and would you pray with me? We'll think about it. All right. Dear Lord, dear Lord, thank you for my neighbor. Please help me to love them and their neighbor 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 because that means we can love the whole world just like Jesus said and so in Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. All right, kiddos, you are now tasked with changing the world. And you can do that by being kind and loving each other and loving our lovely Sydney King off in chapel. So go along for church school. And I also, I just wanted to say thank you, Anthony, for being here and playing the vibraphone, which, so Anthony's been, been coming here to this church and um, playing the timpani on really special Sundays for about 30 years. After 30 years, I see it in the bulletin this week, it's like vibraphone. I never knew. How did I not know that? 
after all this time, decades and decades and decades. I think that's fantastic. Um, great surprises. So as we continue in our spirit of worship, we're just going to take some time in prayer. And as we um, pray, I ask that uh, we are going to be praying for God's strength and courage, support, and healing to be with several of our members um, and every one of our church members, uh, for all those we know and love who are grieving the loss of, of a loved one, including Linda Finney, uh, who is here on the death of your sister, Susan, um, this last Monday. We pray for, for her and her family and for you and um, those who are facing extreme financial and therefore emotional turmoil, um, people in our, our church family and family of those folks, those who are healing from bo broken bones, those who are healing from surgeries, those who are facing upcoming surgeries, all those who are navigating continuing care issues for those that they love. And all in our congregation and all we love who are continuing long-term treatment with various kinds of cancers. And, um, and also in great, great celebration of our church members who are here today after being married here on Friday. So what a great way to be spending your honeymoon with us. Elizabeth Parody and Tony Farah, so Mr. and Mrs. Anthony and Elizabeth Farah. Congratulations to you. We offer you our love and support and also um, our mission partners. Uh, you who are here today, we lift you up um, and may God and we continue to give strength, courage and support to you and your ministry. So let's take this time uh, in a little bit of prayer. Let us pray. and all races and all styles. We are yours. Literally, we are yours. Our lives are in your hands. And on this gorgeous gift of a day, one more gift of precious life, as the warmth of summer wanes and as we welcome a new season of changes outside, those changes also seem to usher in changes inside as well. Where we are even more aware possibly of the constantly changing and renewing cycle of your life that's happening in all sorts of different ways. In our age and abilities and crises that come and that go and that with new life and hope and marriage and babies and being created through our love and efforts and abilities. And here we are in the midst of all of it, in this great mix of life. And as we take stock of all of it, and our lives in the midst of it, 
and the lives of those we love in the midst of it, and the lives of our neighbors in need, and those all around the world in the midst, some of them in tremendously different situations than ours. People dealing with extreme weather, dealing with extreme poverty, dealing with extreme forces of government and horrors of war. In all of this, may we find a way in our situations and our lives, whether we're dealing at the moment with, with grace and beauty and new life and hope, or whether we're dealing with the difficulties of life's changes, surgeries, loss, healing, family turmoil, economic turmoil. In all of this, may we lean on you and may we lean on one another all the more. And may we be even more acutely aware and reminded of your presence all the more with those who help and with a greeting of each new day with each ray of sunshine, with each drop of rain, with each stroke of beauty and every morsel of nourishment and help that not only you provide, but with every bit of help and nourishment and light that we're able to provide as your hands and your servants, as your providers of food and clothing, shelter, safe spaces, sanctuary, education, second chances, and new starts with new life and forgiveness and encouragement. And being able to share that in word and in deed. So may all of these sources of new life and hope be direct extensions of your presence and help day after day as you are here for us at this moment as you are here for us. As we thank you for being able to be a part of it, with every opportunity that you give, connecting person to person and soul to soul as your partners in care, this we pray and this we do in your spirit. Amen.
Thank you. Thank you. Please share any more surprises that you have with us. <laughs> I want Jesus to walk with me. What a beautiful song. And um, that is such a huge part of what we are about today um, and how that happened. You know, in, in Advent that um, is going to be coming before we know it. And at Christmas, we uh, talk about Emmanuel, which means God with us. God in the flesh. And um, this morning, we have people with us who do God's greatest work of loving, helping, healing, serving, caring for those in the greatest need, and they do so in the flesh. And that is another form of Emmanuel, God in the flesh, and Jesus being with us. So what a joy it is for us to be able to participate that with in our offerings um, that you share, that we receive, that we share once again to our neighbors and for those who are in need and for those who help in the flesh. Our morning offering will now be received. second because what I didn't mention but we still have the opportunity and mentioning it is more important than being smooth right <laughs> and that is we have you have in your pews you have yellow offering envelopes um, and you can make a special contribution using those um, special mission on uh, offering envelopes um, to be given today um, that will be used in specifically in, in our missions. Yep. So we thank you very much.
accept these gifts that we offer to you. Uh, fabulous day in the life of our church, the day in which, as we've mentioned, we celebrate all the great works that our mission agency partners are doing. So uh, this morning, we have a lot of scripture in the bulletin, and it's actually going to be incorporated into the sermon, a lot of it. But I would like us to all join together in reading the second one from the book of Proverbs all together. So if you can locate that, let's join together. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. These are powerful words from our God. And from the beginning of time, God has called people to do God's work here on earth. But God never calls in an easy way. God never calls us from our comfy living room chair to sit and watch Netflix and do whatever for others. That's just not what God calls us to do. God calls us to get up from our comfy places, to step out into the world, to take a chance, and to help those who need help. And in the Bible, there are thousands of stories like this. There's Noah and Moses and Abraham. There's Jesus and the 12 disciples. There's Paul and the apostles. And if we believe in the living Bible, in the living word of God, it's happening here today. And as I said, today we celebrate Mission Sunday, a day we recognize and appreciate people in today's world who represent that calling and who have been sent out from their homes and their comfortable spaces and have said to God, here I am, send me. And then they've gone into the world and they have changed it. So I'd like to take a moment to introduce to you some of these people who have joined us here today. This is your cue, mission agency people. <laughs> Have you stand, and don't look at me, look at, look at the people so they can recognize your faces so they can talk with you later. So we're going to start off with the Reverend Dr. Daniel Schlorf. Daniel comes to us from the Council of Churches, which serves the people of Bridgeport in so many ways, including, but not limited to, the Feed Center. The Feed Center, which provides free culinary courses to low-income residents and which supports a network of 40 food pantries and community meals serving 20,000 people a month. The Council of Churches also runs the Janus Center for Youth in Crisis, supporting youth through a 24-hour hotline 
as, um, as well as offering youth respite care and mobile crisis services. And Project LEARN, another one which we are all very familiar with, an after-school program for underserved elementary school students in Bridgeport, where they get help with their homework and have a, a safe place to stay after school. And an interesting side note for you, Daniel, is Dave Huntington, who has been a member here for 62 years. His mother helped begin the Council of Churches back in 1956. So thank you for your work. That's going to make my sermon really long, but you go ahead and you applaud them, because I think that's necessary as well. I'd like Paul to note the amount of time spent clapping, though, when we... So we also have with us Carla Miklos. Carla is the executive director of Operation Hope, an organization that has been serving the hungry and homeless of Greater Fairfield since 1986. It was created by local churches, our church, Fairfield First, and lots of dedicated volunteers. Currently, we are supporting Operation Hope's food pantry. It provides over 123,000 meals a year to our neighbors in need. Each month, they provide food to more than 200 families, including 100 children. If you don't think that poverty exists here in Fairfield, you talk to Carla after the service. The pantry is run almost completely and stocked com almost completely by generous and dedicated volunteers from our community and from our local churches. And Paul Whitmore served on the board of uh, directors, I don't even want to go into this. Lisa Ducey, there have been so many church members that have um, been involved in this since its inception. So thank you, Carla, for the work that you do. We also welcome Wendy Mitchell from the Center for Family Justice. Many of you may not know, but the F Center for Family Justice is Connecticut's first family justice center and it offers streamlined crisis services to victims, men, women, and children who are survivors of domestic abuse, sexual violence, and child abuse. Thank you for this fabulous work that you do to protect those people who need us the most. Thank you, Wendy. And along those same lines, we welcome, um, actually for the first time, I think, Paula Shakespeare. Uh, Paula is working with Donna Jackson, whom we all know and uh, usually see, but Donna has retired down to, well, not retired, she's just moved down to Georgia, where she's still working with Emerge. But we welcome you, Paula. Um, Paula is from Emerge. We um, know Emerge well. We've been there almost from its beginning with you. And it is a beautiful shelter for domestic abuse survivors and their children. And it does great work by offering a safe place for them to live temporarily. It, it provides uh, permanent supportive housing options while providing in-house programs, including rehabilitation programs, counseling, parenting skills, employment assistance, and money management lessons to ensure a successful future. And besides our yearly giving, Emerge clients receive Thanksgiving and Christmas food baskets from us 
and items from the Giving Tree. So we are thrilled to meet you, Paula, and to have you here representing one of our favorites. Well, you're all our favorites. I can't even say that. You wouldn't be here if you weren't our favorites, but one of our longest standing missions. So thank you, Paula. We are also thrilled to have uh, representatives from the four educational agencies that we support. Our own church child grown up to adult Christina Whitaker Haas. Christina is the new, uh, executive director of Horizons at Greens Farms Academy, which provides access and opportunity to underserved Bridgeport students from pre-K through college through a six-week summer program, monthly Saturday academies throughout the entire school year. And this past summer, we put together over 360 backpacks full of school supplies for the children of Horizons GFA and uh, Sacred Heart University. It is a pleasure to have you here, Christina. We love having you. Another organization we have helped from nearly the beginning is uh, Adam J. Lewis Academy, and we have Julie Mombello here today. Adam J. Lewis Academy is an elementary school located in the heart of Bridgeport, um, created in memory of Adam Lewis, who died in the 9-11 attacks. And Adam J. Lewis Academy is really unique in that it opens its door to any student, regardless of their ability to pay. And it provides a social-emotional, child-driven education. And it is located right in the heart of Bridgeport. It is such a loving and caring school environment. You must go visit, mustn't they, Julie? You must come visit. And it also boasts Southport Congregational Church member Linda Murphy as its science teacher. Um, so thank you, Julie, for being here with us today. We also have uh, Dan McAuliffe. Dan is the executive director of Shepherds, a program for inner city teens that provides a private high school education, academic, and life skills programs, and the support of a committed Shepherds mentor to each student. This is a great program where each student is given for the four years of their high school, a person, an adult who is dedicated just to them to help them navigate not only school, but really life, college decisions, and most of those mentors, and don't tell me if I'm wrong, Dan, because we told you all you can't tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm gonna say, most of those mentors stay with those students well past their college years and are important in their lives. In our own church, Susan Terry, Ellery Malkin, Havlin Whitcomb, and Sadna Joliet all serve as mentors to Shepherd's students, and Tim Stewart serves on its board of directors. So Dan, thank you so much for all the great work that you do with Shepherd's. And we welcome Alex Gross from Simply Smiles. Simply Smiles is also an organization that we were there at the very beginning with, and they not only provide educational programs on the Cheyenne River Indian Reservation, but also in Oaxaca, Mexico, where many of us have been. And it also is providing homes for children in need. Church members Karen Jones, Ivan Lusick, Christiana Whitcomb, all serve on their board of directors, and it holds a special place in our heart. So thank you for being here, Alex. Now's my time to give you a little ditty about, uh, here's a ditty about Charlie Grady. He dared me, I had to do it. Char Charles Grady, 
and Charles brought a flock of people with him, which we love. Uh, we have Malik Nelson and Rodney Davis and Amber Burke, all here from Hangtime Her Time. Hangtime Her Time is a grassroots program that Charlie created to foster community and to give voice to men and women, ex-offenders and recently released citizens who have been silenced or unheard for far too long. Their clientele include people who have been involved with gang and group violence who are looking for a new way of life, as well as people who suffer from post-traumatic and present stress disorder resulting from the urban gun violence that exists in our city of Bridgeport. Our missions board recently voted to support Charlie's new initiative in providing scholarships for people interested in post-secondary education in a trade school. And we look forward to all these and other programs that we know are building up there in that brain of yours, Charlie Grady. So thank you to the four of you for being here representing. Also doing uh, amazing work in Bridgeport is Lisa Chester, and she is here with our um, number one volunteer, her husband James. Uh, they are here from Bridgeport Rescue Mission. We have had a long history with Bridgeport Rescue Mission as well. Um, they have just created a whole new building, so it has become so amazing. Um, they provide food and counseling service, housing. Um, they have mobile food services. If you ever want to volunteer to go out into Bridgeport and, and um, help feed those who live on the streets, they have an amazing program for that. They have a program just for women and their children. It goes on and on and on. But um, our special um, connection with, with uh, Bridgeport Rescue Mission is through their Great Thanksgiving Giveaway, where they give away Thanksgiving meals um, to thousands and thousands of people, not only in Bridgeport, but is it in Norwalk as well? Norwalk, Estonia, Waterbury, New Haven. <laughs> See? Six different places. They give thanks. Five, how many? If I'm right. If I, and I am, because you supported me in that. Uh, and, and so they give out not only meals, but they give out coats to men, women, and children, mittens, socks, prayers. Doug Goodman is, is um, there often uh, doing a prayer over the people who, who desire one when they come. And we give coats. We give children's coats and we give um, very, uh, larger size coats because those are the ones that aren't necessarily um, often donated. So thank you for keeping the people of the greater Bridgeport area fed and safe and warm. We appreciate all the work that you do. Also doing great work in Bridgeport is Mia Albert. Mia is here representing Homes for the Brave, uh, an organization for male and female veterans who need assistance with housing and other services that are necessary for them to return to a productive and a meaningful life. So Homes for the Brave uh, offers clinical services, vocational services, veteran services to any vet who is in need or in danger of becoming homeless. Uh, Southport Congregational Church members Chris Palmer, Mary Lou McGuire, Kirk Jackson help set up a vegetable garden in the um, springtime for uh, Homes for the Brave, allowing the clients there to grow and enjoy fresh vegetables during the summer and enjoy the satisfaction and accomplishment that comes from caring for a garden. 
And uh, during COVID, we were blessed to have a private donation where we were able to bring hot lunches um, to your clientele all during COVID, which was also a special treat. So thank you for all that you do for our veterans. We are always happy to have Susan Schnitzer, President and CEO of Siri, Connecticut Institute for Refugees and Immigrants. Now get a load of this. We thought, I thought, Siri was a kind of newer organization. It is 101 years old this year. They, for 101 years, they have been working to strengthen the lives of refugees, immigrants, survivors of sex trafficking and torture and unaccompanied minors. And with the influx of refugees coming to the US from Afghanistan, besides our yearly support, our mission board has also provided crib mattresses, bedding, and teddy bears for every child who arrives uh, here on our shores. Our youth group put together over 50 Welcome to America bags for refugee teens who arrived here. And then one of our younger church members, Hayes Wheeler, collected new soccer balls to give to the children and teens when they arrive, because we all know soccer is the universal sport of our world. So um, Susan, thank you for all the work you do to keep our, our refugees and immigrants, our sex uh, trafficking uh, survivors all safe and, and well cared for and well loved. Thank you. Thank you. And we also welcome Teresa Lefevre and Carol Antrim from Burroughs Community Center. Uh, Burroughs Community Center is located in Bridgeport. It is a uh, actual building for programs, partners, and people that can use facility resources and help build relationships and build stronger communities to help individuals overcome barriers um, and lean, move towards success. Both Siri and Hangtime Her Time use Burroughs to run their programs. In the past, we have done uh, landscaping for you. If you need it, you should call us because you know, we're good at that. Um, but we appreciate having that space in central Bridgeport that people and places can use where, who may otherwise not have any other space to meet. So thank you for all that you do to enable all these other wonderful agencies to do their work as well. Thank you. All right, so I just want to say one more time that we here at Southport Congregational Church could not do what we do if each of you did not do what you do. So we thank you all for caring for and loving the people you need. And I speak for Paul, our Missions Outreach Board, and our entire church family when I say it is an honor and it is humbling to serve beside you and to be able to support you in your work. So one more time, thank you all so much. Okay, I have a whole sermon left, but um, it's 11.56. So give me just a moment because I'm gonna skip through all this great stuff that I have. Um, okay, this morning, the reason I did that is that I wanted to really highlight the importance of interconnectivity. 
I wanted to really highlight how St. Paul's words come alive when he says we are all parts of the body of Christ. We are different parts, and none of the parts is more important than the other. Each is dependent on the other. And Jesus talks often about how life is interconnected and how people should relate to one another, including people who are different from us, people who are strangers, people who are poor, or on the fringes of society, people who have been beaten down, abused, and forgotten, because we, we are responsible to care for them. We are called by God to care for them, because by caring for them, Jesus tells us we are caring for God. This becomes very evident when Jesus said, whatever you do to the least of these, my brothers, you do to me. And when the gospel writer John wrote, if anyone has material possession and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech but with actions and with truth. Moving forward, there goes the TikTok video I was gonna share. It's true, it really was a great video. Um, all right, I'm gonna just, okay. So my TikTok video is um, by a guy I love following. His name is Judge Caprio, Frank Caprio. He is out of um, Rhode Island. And what Judge Caprio does so beautiful is exactly what Jesus tells us to do. Judge Caprio listens to the stories of the people who are in front of him. And even when people have done something against the law, he believes their personal stories matter. And he believes that the judgments given out should reflect the conditions of those personal stories. Because listening to people's stories and connecting with them, having mercy as we listen, opens us to a new level of interconnectedness. And that's what each of our mission agencies do so well. And it's important. It's an important thing to do because God calls us to be in relationship with one another. And God calls us to love our neighbors as ourselves. So today, we celebrate our interconnectedness with the agencies our mission boards have created personal stories with. And we celebrate their interconnectedness with one another. How when a woman finally finds the words to let the staff at M.J. Lewis Academy know that she and her children are being abused and need help, Adam J. Lewis staff hears her story and calls Emerge to get her where she needs to be. And when Burroughs Community Center hears the story of Hangtime, her time, needing space and offer space for their community meetings. When Mercy Learning Center hears the story of a young mother who is struggling to learn English and wants her children to have a great education, they call Horizons and help get the children started on their lifelong learnings. When Operation Hope has a client who's ready to move out of the shelter, they call Homes for the Brave who moves them into their permanent Waldorf house in Black Rock. How Burroughs Community Center and Homes for the Brave both share extra food that's given to them with Bridgeport Rescue Mission, so more can be fed and cared for. How students and their families who are really trying to get the best education engage in not just one of these programs, but in both Horizons and Shepherds, 
maximizing the support and help for their own child to achieve. So what this all is, this all is a reflection of the interconnectedness of God's faithful people who have chosen to live out their faith and their belief in the greatest commandment, to love God, to love our neighbors as ourselves, and how love is changing the world, one touched life at a time. So I want to close with the words from a man connected to our own mission work um, out on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. He was a Lakota elder and spiritual man, Matthew King. He left this message for us to remember and think about. He said, I am a dreamer, and I will tell you my dream. Someday, red man and white man will sit down with all the races of humankind and will solve our problems. We'll solve our problems together. We'll all follow God's law. We'll even pray together. You'll do it your way, and we'll do it our way, but we'll all do it together. Someday, we'll all have ceremonies together. You will do it your way. We will do it our way but we will all do it together. And the eagle will come and will dance with us. And you'll learn what it's like to dance with an eagle. God would like that, I know. I'll be gone soon, so I probably won't see it. But maybe my grandchildren will see it, or their grandchildren. Because yes, I believe it can happen. We'll all dance with God. So may each of us continue to make it our mission to hear stories, to find connections, to help one another so we can all dance together with our God. Amen.
I will love God in my way, in the way I understand. You will love God and honor God and serve God in the way that you understand. And we will solve the world's problems together. The greatest gift of God given to us, the ability to connect, the ability to receive God's light and shine God's light, the ability to take our our warm thoughts and feelings and to turn that into tangible help, lifting people up, not as above, but together. And that serves both of us. May we take this gift and treasure it, revere it, and give it away and make it more and make ourselves more in the process. Go now with this love, with God's courage, with God's strength, with God's tremendous joy in your hearts, in your minds, in your souls, now and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.